When you stop and think about all that's going on here in the good old USA today, you might think that there are only two sides to every story. With over 327 million citizens, there are actually many more sides to our American story. On this program, I provide you with a different point of view, mine. This is The Truth Hurts, a program where I exercise my First Amendment right to free speech by providing you with information. Hopefully, you will absorb this knowledge, stop, and actually think about the issues, the facts, and the general state of our American story. I'm Steve Z, and this is The Truth Hurts Program. Well, good morning. Calling from the old truck this morning uh, for the first portion of the Truth Hurts program for your Thursday, August 6th, 2020. I want to give you all a heads up. There's a circulating video running around currently on the WhatsApp and possibly coming soon to a Facebook, a TikTok, or some other social media platform near you showing how the COVID-19 curve is flattening in Argentina. The file is called Argentina is doing it. Do not open this file. Do not view it. Do not see it. Do not click on it. It supposedly hacks your cell phone within 10 seconds and it cannot be stopped in any way. It will go through your phone and send a list of all of your contacts, a list of all of your text messages and any email accounts that you might own, which could, of course, contain passwords and email addresses and other identification and maybe even your credit cards if you ever used your credit card online using your cell uh, cell phone. This was verified on uh, CNN as well as by some fact-checking organizations. So be careful. Do not open the Argentina is doing it video file if it happens to arrive on your cell phone. We'll be back with the rest of the Truth Hurts program, hopefully from the studio, after this. The best part of waking up is listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. It is not a cup of coffee. Way, way back, probably long before most of you were born, certainly before I was born, they invented something in the government called Social Security. Now, whether you're Democrat or Republican, Independent, or any other political affiliation, every American is supposed to be registered with the Social Security Administration. Now, Social Security cards were actually used basically as a number that you would keep in a safe or a safe place at home. It was never intended to use as an identification number or an ID card. In fact, Social Security cards up until the 1980s expressly were printed with the statement, this number and card are not to be used for identification purposes. Used to be printed right on the card. If you look at your card now, it doesn't say that anymore. Because after the 1980s, they stopped printing that document information. And your number became a convenient way to identify you. It used to say, not for identification, but that message was removed. 
Franklin Roosevelt, a Democrat, introduced the Social Security program to America. You know that it exists when you look at your paycheck stub and you see FICA. The FICA program is what funded Social Security. Franklin Roosevelt, the Democrat, said participation in the Social Security program would be completely voluntary. Well, we know that's not the case anymore. Anyone who works has reductions and deductions taken from your paycheck that go straight into the FICA line, the Social Security program. Franklin Roosevelt's program said that participants would only have to pay 1% of the first $1,400 of their annual income into the program. Nowadays, it's 7.65% on the first $90,000 a person makes, and then 15% on the first 90 if you're self-employed. The participants elected to put money in the program under the original guidelines, guidance and guidelines of the program. The money that participants elected to put into Social Security would be deductible from their tax each year, from their income taxes. Guess what? No longer tax deductible thanks to recent legislation put in place by the Democrats. The original program of Social Security said that the money put in into the independent trust fund would not go to the government's general operating fund and would therefore only be used to fund Social Security retirement programs and no other government program. Under President Lyndon Johnson, the money was moved from this trust fund into the general fund, and then it was promptly spent. The original program guidelines said that the annuity payments to retirees who participated in the voluntary Social Security program would never be taxed. The payments from annuity that retirees add to their program would never be taxed as income. Under Bill Clinton... They can now tax up to 85% of the money that you earned and put into their program. Now, since many of us have paid into Social Security for years and years and decades, and many of you are now receiving a monthly Social Security check, you're finding out the hard way that you're getting taxed again on 85% of the money you paid into the federal government to be, quote, put away, unquote, for your retirement. Money that was promised would not be taxed is now taxed. 85% of what you put in as you take it out each month is being taxed. So here's a question for you. Which political party took Social Security from the independent trust fund and put it into the general fund so that Congress could spend it on whatever the hell they want? The answer, Lyndon Johnson and the democratically controlled House and Senate. That's what happened when you had a Democrat president, a Democrat House, and a Democrat Senate. Which political party eliminated the Social Security tax deduction for Social Security? Ding, ding, ding. Correct answer is the Democrat Party. Which political party started taxing Social Security annuities? You know, the money you get each month. That would be the Democrat Party with Al Gore as vice president under Democrat Bill Clinton 
breaking the deciding vote in his role as president of the Senate while he was the VP. And my last question is, which political party decided to start giving annuity payments to the immigrants? This one might surprise you. No, it won't. It was the Democrat Party, but not under Barack Hussein Obama, believe it or not. Not even under William Jefferson Clinton. Jimmy Carter and the Democrat Political Party made sure that immigrants who move to this country, legal or illegal, at age 65 will begin to receive Social Security payments. The Democrat Party gave these payments to them, even though they had never paid one single dime into the Social Social Security system. Sorry about that. Now, after the government has violated their original contract of Social Security, the Democrats have the nerve, the audacity, the unmitigated gall to look you in the eye and into the camera and tell you that the Republicans want to take away your Social Security. The worst part of all is uninformed, uneducated citizens actually believe it. So, tell a friend who's worried about losing their Social Security the history of Social Security. Democrats are positive. It's the Republicans. But the history and the facts speak louder than the bumper stickers they put on their Priuses. And that's something I thought you'd be interested to know. That it is indeed fact that the Democrats turned the Social Security program into the giant crap hole that it is today. You know those thoughts that are eating away at your brains? Steve Z is letting them out. Refreshing, isn't it? This is the Truth Hurts program. The district attorney has dropped charges against the McCloskeys. In a wise move, however controversial to the left, that couple who was seen defending their personal property, their private property, with guns as thugs broke down a steel security gate a couple of months ago. The charges against them have been dropped. Thank goodness. Meanwhile, the husband of Los Angeles County District Attorney was charged on Tuesday with assault after police say he pointed a gun at protesters, despite the DA and her husband claiming they felt threatened by a mob in front of their home. Jackie Lacey, the DA, told CNN that she was sorry about the March 2nd incident where protesters arrived at her Grenada Hills home shortly after 5 in the morning. This incident was very similar to that St. Louis couple that made the headlines after being charged for brandishing guns at protesters. Lacey said that her and her husband felt, quote, we were in danger and acted out of some genuine concern for our well-being, unquote. The scene was caught on a cell phone video. Malina Abdullah, the co-founder of Black Lives Matter LA, and a college professor, 
told CNN that the charges against David Lacey were a pleasant surprise. She also questioned why felony charges weren't filed. The L.A. Times reported that David Lacey, the husband, was charged with three counts of misdemeanor assault with a firearm. The newspaper reported the protesters were banging drums in the streets and three of them eventually knocked on the couple's door. David Lacey could be seen in a cell phone video opening the door with a gun in his hand saying, I will shoot you. Get off of my porch. A woman's off-camera voice could be heard saying, Good morning. Are you going to shoot me? David Lacey said he eventually was going to call the police. And then he closed the door. The woman says, he pulled a gun and he pointed it at my chest. The DA, Jackie Lacey, issued a statement saying, the events that took place earlier this year have caused my family immense pain. My husband acted in fear for my safety after we were subjected to months of harassment that included a death threat no less than a week earlier. The attorney representing David Lacey said his client's, quote, human instinct is forever and always will be to protect his wife and family, unquote. Isn't it funny how when a Democrat pulls a gun on angry protesters, it doesn't make national news? You didn't see this all over NBC, CBS, ABC, MSNBC, HLN, or any of the other channels? You didn't see this. But by golly, if it was a white couple, if it was a white conservative couple, you'd see it for weeks and months. But because this was a black Democrat, we at the Truth Hurts program had to go digging to find this little gem of information. And from the Steve Z, you're asking for some hate mail file. I saw a post on social media today that said, Congratulations, Lieutenant Junior Grade Madeline Swiegel. Yes, way to go. Lieutenant J.G. Madeline Swiegel, the first U.S. Navy black female tactical aircraft pilot, will receive the flight officer insignia known as Wings of Gold in Kingsville, Texas on Friday. An entire news article from ABC Houston was put on the television about this, and oh, there was just pomp and circumstances and fanfare. First of all, before I get into the controversial part, I would like to say congratulations, Lieutenant Swiegel. It is an honor to receive the wings of gold. I know several people in the U.S. Navy, pilots, who have received the wings of gold. Of course, they were white males, one married, one single, straight heterosexual conservatives. They did not receive an ABC 13 Houston expose, an entire news article. They did not receive social media accolades. They were not put on a pedestal. Here comes the controversial part. Was there this much attention paid to the first woman to receive the wings of gold? Nope. She was not a woman of color. What about the fanfare, the pomp, and the circumstance when the first man received the wings of gold? Crickets chirping, of course. Now, one of my listeners said, you mean it took this long for a person of color that happens to be female to finally be good enough to earn the wings of gold? You mean all this time 
none of them were good enough? I said, no, that's probably not right. But he said, but the first wings of gold were issued years and years and years ago. And it actually took this long for a female of color to actually be good enough to earn it? Perhaps. You could say that it wasn't earned and she's just pandering to a contemporary cause. But I would like to think that Lieutenant Swiegel has earned her distinction. Congratulations to you. But I don't think you deserve all of this praise just because you are a woman of color. If no one else receives the same level of accolades, the same level of pomp and fanfare and circumstance and all of the cheers and adulation, then why you? That brings it full circle. That you are only receiving all of this extra attention because of the color of your skin and because you're a female. I'd like to share with you a clip of audio from Senator Ted Cruz, a Republican from Texas, speaking before the Judiciary Subcommittee on the Constitution. It's about two minutes and 20 seconds, but bear with me, please. It's well worth listening to. This shouldn't be complicated. Peaceful protests must be protected. Riots must be stopped. No one has a right to assault another person, to firebomb a building, to throw a Molotov cocktail into a police car. That's not exercising a constitutional right. That is terrorizing your fellow citizens. More and more we're seeing signs that a significant portion of this violence, of this rioting, is, is not random, it's not spontaneous. Rather, it is coordinated and inspired by leftists, anarchist groups, groups like Antifa, that will, without shame, exploit a national tragedy to attack American buildings, American homes, and American lives. This is happening in my home state, in Austin and in Dallas. And it's happening across the country, whether in Minneapolis, Nevada City, Pittsburgh, or Toledo, to name a few. But tragically, nowhere more so than in Portland, Oregon. In Portland, Antifa and other radicals have thrown metal pipes at DHS officers and used commercial-grade lasers to try to blind them, perhaps permanently. They launched mortar-style attacks with commercial-grade fireworks. They firebombed a federal courthouse. This is not peaceful protest. This violence speaks for itself. But for good measure in graffiti on the county courthouse, they wrote, until the police and ICE are abolished, we will burn this city down piece by piece. They are telling us what their demands are to shut down and abolish the police. This violence should be universally condemned. 
all 100 senators ought to come together and say, don't murder your fellow citizens, don't attack police officers, protect each other's rights. The Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. It's like hearing what you are actually thinking. Only with a really cool DJ voice saying it. Now everything that Ted Cruz just said makes sense to people with intelligence, to people with common sense. But to people on the other side who feel that protesting should involve violence, looting, shooting, arson, assault, destruction of property, and all these other things, Ted Cruz is an idiot. To them. Not to me. So Ted Cruz, a skillful speaker, decided to invoke the late Congressman John Lewis in his speech, trying to tell people that there's a better way to protest than to loot and commit violence. He said, just days after George, George Floyd was killed, Representative John Lewis, who's passing the nation just mourned. He said, quote, rioting, looting, and burning is not the way. Organize, demonstrate, sit in, stand up, vote. Representative Lewis is exactly right. You see, Representative Lewis, although I disagree with many of the things he stood for, did have the common sense, and he had the common tie with the late Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., that nonviolence is the way to get things done. But in this current McDonald's drive through instant coffee, everything right now, or I'm going to tear your business down mentality in America, the new line black protesters, they have no thought to the common sense mentality of people like Dr. King because they feel the only way to get something done now is to burn it down. The city of Minneapolis has basically thrown in the towel, thrown up their hands and said, screw it. After defunding the police, Minneapolis has turned over their city to criminals, to thugs, to looters, rioters, and violent protesters. A real actual notice sent to members, actually to residents in the 3rd Precinct of Minneapolis on their official letterhead says, July 28, 2020, 100 robberies and 20 carjackings have been reported to 3rd Precinct Police in July alone. Downtown and southwest Minneapolis have seen an increase as well. We want those who live and work here to be safe. Robbery prevention tips. Do not walk alone. Be hyper-aware of your surroundings at all times. Pay attention. Carry only items you need and carry less cash. Be prepared 
to give up your cell phone and your purse or your wallet. I'll repeat that one. Be prepared to give up your cell phone and your purse or your wallet. Have keys already in your hand as you approach your car. Despite all our efforts, robberies may still occur. Do not argue or fight with the criminal. Do as they say. Your safety is most important. Be a good witness. When you call 911, be prepared to answer many questions. How many suspects? Age. Height. Complexion. Hair and eye color. Scars or tattoos. Weapon. What did it look like? What direction did they leave in? Vehicle description. And then there's a section on carjacking preventing tips. This is an actual notice sent to Minneapolis residents in the 3rd Police Precinct. The highlights, again, be prepared to give up your cell phone and your purse or wallet. Do not argue or fight with the criminal. Do as they say. This, my friends, is what it has come to in many major cities. And the Democrats in power turn a blind eye and actually tell you that it is their right to rob you, to attack you, to carjack you, to assault you, to burn down your business, to steal your car, all in the name of protest. And finally, as I end this particular segment of the Truth Hurts program, I was actually telephoned by several people yesterday giving me telephone high fives for a comment I made regarding atheists. How can an atheist be offended by you wanting to worship God when atheists do not believe in God? Think about that. They have some fear of you worshiping something they think does not exist. They think there is no God. So they want you to not worship God. Well, this is my message to the atheists. I don't believe that there is a giant Rastafarian pasta spaghetti God. But I don't deny the wacky people who think there is their right to worship that Rastafarian pasta strainer spaghetti God. It simply doesn't matter. How can you be afraid of or offended by something you do not believe exists? Mind blown. If you're like many Americans and you commute to work in a city every day and you fear having your vehicle damaged by anarchists, rioters, and ahem, peaceful protesters, answer this question. Does your vehicle have what it takes to take a beating from angry mobs? 
If you can't say yes to that question, join the thousands of Americans who have auto defense systems anti-riot protection gear installed on their vehicles. From four-wheel drive mega cab pickups to minivans, from SUVs to smart cars, Auto Defense Systems has a vehicle protection package for you. From bulletproof glass to armor plating, from roll cages to active anti-personnel weaponry, Auto Defense Systems can make your vehicle riot ready. We've protected former presidents. We've shielded corporate executives, celebrities, and political figures with our world-class AAA-rated vehicle protection systems for well over 30 years. And isn't your vehicle worth it? Protection systems start at only $3,000. Choose from simple defensive systems all the way to full assault weaponry and everything in between. We can install smoke blasters, high-volume sirens, water cannons, electromagnetic pulse devices to disable communications, and rapid-fire projectile devices ranging from rubber bullets to 50 caliber live rounds. Our packages can be customized to fit your needs, your wants, and your desires. Call us today for a free quote. Auto Defense Systems. Call 1-800-MACHETE for information or on the web at kickasscardefense.com. Auto Defense. Because you know, sooner or later, you are going to eat it. You have been listening to the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Produced at Studio 63 in association with Steve Knight Productions. In life, when all is said and done, usually much more is said than is ever done. It's up to you to do the doing. But whatever you do, do it well. No animals were harmed in the making of this program. Thanks for listening.